Hello everyone, this is Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. This is episode number 59, recorded on Monday, May 24th, 2021 from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. For today's episode, I'm excited to discuss a local organization that has from time to time given back to the community in so many ways, and that's the Follinger Foundation. From providing grants for leadership training and development to strengthening organizations that serve children and families, the Follinger Foundation has undoubtedly improved the lives of countless individuals in the greater Fort Wayne area. For a deeper dive into the Follinger Foundation, I'm pleased to welcome its president, Ed Kamanowski, to our program today. Ed, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Mayor Henry. I've got a number of questions that I'd like to to bring to you today because I think a lot of people have heard of the Follinger Foundation, but not a lot of people know anything about it. Right. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're rather new to the to uh, the community, uh, so I'd like to know a little bit about that. And also, what do you do in your spare time, and how did you get interested in philanthropic work? Yeah, uh, thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. Um, uh, the long story short, I guess, for how I ended up in Fort Wayne is I uh, worked for the IU Foundation starting as an intern uh, in IU Bloomington. And uh, so I uh, spent well over a decade with Kurt Simic and as a principal fundraiser. And uh, Fort Wayne was actually one of the areas I spent a lot of time. Uh, it, it was, you know, 15 years ago, but still. Uh, and then uh, went on to work in other higher education institutions uh, because of, 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 of winter. I moved to Florida for a while, so I worked for University of Florida, several other, and ended up working for a, a $110 million community foundation in Fort Myers uh, that serviced five hours, and it really led to this discussion of how do you impact a community, what is the role of philanthropy, um, you know, how much change can you really see, and what partnerships really mean at a community level. And it really, it, so it led me back in 2014 to Morgan County where I was raised. And uh, Cheryl Taylor retired. Uh, I had worked with Cheryl closely in the opportunity and uh, national search and over 90 candidates and, and, and I'm here. So I'm very pleased to be here. So you actually left a foundation in Florida. Yes. To come back to Indiana. I did, I did. I, I left uh, the community foundation and when I got to Morgan County, I ran a community foundation and a private foundation, so I've actually simplified my life. No, uh, I, by, no, I, but you left Florida to come back to Indiana. <laughs> I did. I oh, did. Okay, I, I just did. wanted to make sure I heard, I heard you. Right. I, I'm so, passionate about what I do, Especially Mary. the Fort Myers area. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I get oh, that a lot. Well, okay, well, I was just wondering. Uh, the, uh, so what do you do in your spare time? Uh, what spare time? Ah, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, uh, 10 months in, um, still learning the community, love to be outside. Uh, so now that's gotten warm, uh, look forward to, to kind of walking around, uh, you know, being downtown is really great. I love what downtown has been. Uh, I'm a motorcycle guy, oh, so I you know, finally got everything dusted very off, good. so I'll be able to ride a little bit. So I'm looking forward to most summertime things I enjoy. But make sure you get a bicycle and use our trail system. Would love to. We have 100 miles of trails in this community and I was just interviewing someone earlier, and uh, we were talking about how blessed we are in this community to have such a uh, mature trail system. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, I'm just putting a plug in for that. I, I appreciate it. Okay, tell us a little bit more about uh, the foundation's mission in our community. It's a rather large foundation. I know it's been around for 
uh, a few years. Mm -hmm. And originally, I, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but originally I, I, uh, my understanding was that its primary mission was to education and social services, but now it's beginning to change the focus a little bit. Am I correct? Yeah, it, okay. it still uh, stayed very true to Esther and Helene Fullinger, uh, and their wishes was to support Fort Wayne specifically uh, and all of Allen County as well. Uh, it is focused on the greatest economic lead, uh, greatest economic need, least opportunity. Um, we believe that we are trying to take the community and members of our community. Uh, who are uh, dependent on services to become independent uh, and then to, as they become more independent, to realize that they're interdependent. So we all have a role within our community. And so um, depending on the day, uh, the Follinger's <laughs> assets, $235 million, I think, when we looked last week. Uh, and then so usually between six and a half, seven million dollars $7 million a year is provided in grants to the community. That's tremendous. It's uh, uh a lot of people uh, are familiar with the Fullinger name, uh, either because of our conservatory or the, uh, the Fullinger Theater or Tronkey Park. So I, I know they see the name out there, but many people don't know Helene Fullinger, don't know anything about the Fullinger family. Can, can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the, the Fullinger family and how all of this developed? and? How they got into philanthropic work? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as when the family was alive, um, you know, obviously uh, ran the newspaper, uh, and then uh, as their father passed away, uh, it was actually his wish uh, to uh, to Esther and Helene to sell the paper, and oh. and and Helene said, you know what, we're going to run the paper, mom. And, uh, and I think for the folks who, you know, there's still some people who, you know, knew Helene, uh, and she was uh, a very uh, savvy businesswoman mm -hmm. uh, and uh, ran the paper um, and really um, through that whole tenure uh, was unique as, as a businesswoman, as a business leader, you know, during that era. And um, when it came time, once again, I, she must have really understood business and <laughs> sold the paper at the height of when print publication was the most valuable. And so those assets went into a private foundation. Uh, then, uh, unfortunately, as happens to all of us, as her mom passed away, that estate, and then when Helene unfortunately passed away, then that went into what created a private foundation. So, let me tell you a story about Helene Fulinger, <laughs> which you may not know. Helene, you're right. When she ran the paper, she was uh, uh, very important to this community, and if I can use the word powerful. She had quite a, uh, an important voice in this community. And when Helene called you or spoke to you, uh, you listened. Uh, I was on city council back in the 80s. That's when I first got on. And uh, there was a, a decision that uh, the mayor was struggling with, uh, Mayor Moses at that time, uh, on what to do about a, a particular situation. Well, he wanted to go one way, and Helene wanted to go another way. And I was at home one evening, and the phone rang, and uh, I answered it, and she said, Councilman Henry, uh, this is Helene Follinger. Uh, do you have a minute? And I said, no, I, I've got an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she, we, she talked about the situation, and she said, I know Mayor Moses wants to go this way, but it would be... Uh, a great favor to me if you could go this way. Now, I always thought Mayor Moses was a pretty darn good mayor, but 
uh, he was not nearly as powerful as Helene Ford right. since she uh, ran the paper. Right. At that time, the newspaper was uh, very, very important yes. to this community. Absolutely. So obviously, I leaned her way. Right. But uh, uh, I never forget that was the very first phone call that I received as a councilman from somebody who really had a lot of clout. Uh, actually, uh, her reasons were very good, uh, so I didn't really mind going her way. But uh, she was an extremely um, powerful businesswoman yes. and very, very good at what she did. So, yes, yes. Uh, and it's great that a foundation was created in, in the Follinger name. Uh, so what's next for the foundation? You talked a little bit about meeting uh, the social needs of, of our community and the educational needs and the like. Uh, what do you see as the next phase of uh, development for the foundation? You know, the foundation through, um, from uh, whether we, Carl uh, Ralston to Barbara Burt to Cheryl Taylor, mm-hmm. has a long history of leadership. And, and so even on the grant-making side of it, um, everything from the arts to social service, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many different areas that the foundation has supported and supported well with very good partners. Um, and then uh, got into this idea of looking at leadership. And so if you have adaptive leadership in the nonprofit space, uh, then those leaders then become the future leaders of our community. And so how do we grow these young leaders? uh, And then how do we support current president CEOs of organization? uh, So that way we have almost the rising tide that lifts all boats. So it's great to be able to come in and and stand on the shoulders of, of folks before me and now we're really kind of taking this next step it, it doesn't change Folinger per se but uh, uh, changes our approach in the respect that we want to understand what's happening at the community-based level mm-hmm. so at every street level and a neighborhood level and so as we've supported all these wonderful nonprofit partners over the years now we're taking this next step in an evolution to say how do we get resources and how do we get a voice up from that community level and so that's a challenge uh, and then how do you do that from a community development lens and so we've spent the last five or six months uh, with the board and a group of volunteers looking at that hopefully this summer we'll be able to share some of those results of, of those um, some of the research that we've done and, and some of the the outreach that we've done but i'm excited about it um, I think it's a wonderful way to complement all the good things that are already happening. Now, does the Follinger Foundation, I know you do uh, a lot of due diligence in deciding which grantees uh, get support yes. from the Follinger. Uh, now, to me, because you're doing such <clears throat> such a, uh, a good job of determining who you should support, uh, does, does the Follinger Foundation, do they list the grantees so the public can know who uh, the foundation supported? Uh, traditionally, we haven't. You know, what's been interesting about that is is uh, it's if you get or receive a grant, uh, it's kind of that stamp of approval. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's always this unique tension between a funder and the grantees. Okay. Uh, we're always asking for information. The grantees sometimes feel like you're asking for too much information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that's the same for anything. And because of the way that it has been done for so long, uh, and asking for outcomes and measurements and things like that, um, we feel that those partnerships are really strong. Um, it's it's something that we're looking at and how do we share that back out with the community uh, because we think that is important, that our grantees tell a story of the foundation just as much as the foundation itself tells its own story. Yeah, because I, I think that uh, a lot of people in the community, <clears throat> I know they, they don't necessarily give to the Follinger Foundation because you've already got an established way of, of uh, maintaining your, your your revenue stream 
But if I knew, for instance, that you had supported financially a certain organization that might increase my comfort level to give money to that organization as well, because I knew I, I would know that you did the homework right. to determine that that particular organization was worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, because there's so many organizations out there asking for support. Yeah. I know my wife and I, we get a lot of requests, and understandably so, but I don't have an unlimited amount of money. Right. So I have to determine, or we have to determine, okay, who do we send money to? Well, if I knew that the Follinger Foundation had given money to these specific organizations again that would help me in doing my homework yeah absolutely I, and it's it really is i appreciate that very much it's something that we've talked a lot about uh, internally um you, you know the foundation is always run through the lens of donor intent uh and you know helene was very quiet about things that she did now her name and the family's name are on specific things for spe- right. very specific reasons you know uh, in particular her mother's wishes mm-hmm. and so um but because of that she did a lot of things quietly behind the scenes, yeah. and so the foundation has always wanted to stay kind of quiet and behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But I would agree with you that uh, where we live today, uh, sometimes we have to look at things a little bit differently, uh, and sharing some of that uh, I think would be helpful. So it's uh, I appreciate the feedback. We're, we're currently looking at that. Okay, I'm glad. I think the paradigm has shifted. I, I, I understand exactly what you were saying as far as this this level of trying to keep things quiet. We have a lot of very humble people very. in this community. Very. There's a lot of philanthropic individuals who many citizens don't know how much they're giving because they don't necessarily want people to know. Right. So I can understand that. But at the same time, uh, again, I, I think the paradigm now is that uh, there is so much being asked for out there that those of us who try to give uh, what we can, uh, we need to know as much as we possibly can. Yep, so absolutely, I, I appreciate your, the foundation looking at that. That would help all of us. Absolutely. Ed, unfortunately, that's all the time <laughs> we have for today. We could we could talk all day. I on agree. This. I agree. On behalf of our city, I can't thank you and your staff enough for all the hard work that you're doing in making Fort Wayne a better place to live, work, and play. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. It's another great day in the city of Fort Wayne. Let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.